when it comes to, to actually making money and making sales, all sales happen in conversation, all sales. Now that may be a conversation with your copy or with your video, but those kind of sales are the baseline sales that keep you in business. The sales that actually make you profit are sales that happen person to person. Welcome to the Biz Power Hour podcast, where we discuss all things related to your business in sales, marketing, software, and strategy, bringing you the industry-leading experts with uncut and unedited advice, opinions, and actionable takeaways. Sit back and relax. This is the Biz Power Hour, and it begins now. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Business Power Hour podcast. This is Daniel Bustis, your host, and today we've got why mobile matters in your marketing. So our guest is Ryan Chapman, CEO of Fix Your Funnel, and arguably one of the smartest gentlemen I know in the industry that's focused on mobile first marketing and strategies. He runs a platform that's focused on mobile text messaging and offers an array of other services. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Ryan. Uh, if you can give the people a little bit of an overview about what you do and how Fix Your sure. Funnel can help. Well, so we, I've got two companies that, actually three, but um, two is fix, one is Fix Your Funnel that works primarily with Infusionsoft. And I have Yeti Text that works with uh, ActiveCampaign, uh, ConvertKit, HubSpot, and Drip. And then also we got a webhook so we can actually integrate with almost anything. But um, it, my road of getting here was actually very interesting because it, it wasn't based off of, hey, I want to start a business. Let's just pick something out of a hat. It actually was um, a natural progression uh, from our own marketing needs in a training company that my brother and I had together. I was the techie back-end marketing person, and he was um, the face, co-face with another guy we had that worked with for us. And, um, you know, just we needed to get people to show up to our trainings and, you know, we just did everything possible. We did fax, <laughs> we did direct mail. And then we started doing text messages as that came on the scene into the marketing automation world. And initially we're just using a, a short code, which is a term we'll probably use during this conversation because it's relevant, which is um, the way that the, the carriers that, you know, all mobile is done over all the texting, they want all marketing to go through a short code. And so we initially were using that, but we found that a lot of our strategies lended more towards conversation, which was interesting. That was kind of an evolution. And so we started with short codes and eventually went to normal phone numbers. And, uh, you know, we've been doing that for about eight years now. And we've seen a lot of changes in the last year or so. It's gotten really rapid in terms of changes. So I'm sure we'll touch on that during our conversation today. But, um, you know, I think to give people just some sort of context on how important this is, uh, the latest numbers are 5 billion people are on mobile right now. And that's only going to grow, right? I mean, more and more people are getting smartphones. Well, I don't even know how much further it can grow. That's almost full because you, you got to figure this children aren't make up part of the 7 billion people on the earth. <laughs> okay. And not all of them have um, mobile connections. So we're probably pretty close to just about everybody in the world. It, it, for sure in the first world, everybody's got a mobile connection. Right. Right. And it goes down to children to about 10 years is the, the average 10 to 12 years is where kids start getting a mobile connection. And for listeners that are hearing this podcast and they're saying, yeah, I, I completely agree that 
mobile marketing is becoming more and more of a priority in the way that you're communicating with your customers and your prospects. Um, if we could just set a baseline so people can understand. So there's of course what everyone's used to and accustomed to. It's been around for over a decade is email marketing, right? But sure. with mobile marketing and what we're specifically talking about for this example is text message or text based marketing. So can you just give like a very short beginner's overview for people so they understand, well, does that mean I'm on my phone texting people or is there a way that sure. it can automate based off of what they're doing in my system, yeah. like downloading a lead magnet let or whatever? Me, let me put that one to, to bed then because everybody, nobody needs to be convinced that texting is a powerful way of communication because everybody listening to this does. Everybody texts. That's not an age demographic thing either. Everybody uses texting. And so that's not the issue. The question is, how do we do this in a way that scales with a business of any size? And so that is all handled. That's what softwares like Fix Your Funnel and Yeti Text do, is they handle um, integrating with your auto marketing automation platform in a way that you can integrate sending a text message as easy as, in fact, easier in many ways than sending an email. Because you don't have to worry about um, formatting and that kind of structure that you do with an email it, you're, you're limited in number of characters so it helps you focus your message it's actually much easier in many aspects um, the hard part is just adjusting people's business models so they start collecting cell phone numbers but yeah so the marketing automation software is it can actually initiate through their campaigns a sending of a text message and then um, software like ours what it does is it handles sending that and then also receiving it and then routing that message that comes in to either one of our smartphone apps or to a web-based um, application that can be used to then carry on live conversations. I think that's somewhere that people need to be paying really close attention because um, the big mistake that a lot of people make is they all know email marketing, right? We've been, email marketing has been a thing for almost two decades now. And so it's, it's something people are well acquainted with. And I would say, don't think that email marketing is done it's just done as a medium on its own. That's, that's what, the, what I would say is um, when we talk about mobile, you've got to be aware of what that really means for the consumer. So I, Daniel, actually I'd like to take it back to that conversation because I feel like if you understand what the experience is for the user, then it makes it real easy to market in a way that makes sense. Is that yeah, fair? That totally makes sense. So, it sounds like you're talking about cross-channel communications, right? Which is a fancy term for, I think, what you're probably going to um, cover right now. Well, yeah, the reality is, is the smartphone, which, by the way, the, the, the 5 billion isn't smartphones. It's only 4 billion, I think, that are smartphones. Um, about 80% of that you know, worldwide is Android and 20% is iPhone. That's important. Those numbers are important for you to understand. Um, in the U.S., it skews heavily towards iPhone because iPhone is more expensive. So in Western uh, markets, you're going to see a slightly higher than 50% iPhone, and then the rest will be Android because Android is usually seen as um, more the bargain for getting into the mobile. So around the world, you're going to see a lot more Android in developing countries than iPhone because of the expense. But in Western cultures, uh, in first world cultures, you're going to find that it's predominantly going to be iPhone on Western side and the Eastern side. It tends to lean more Android, 
but um, your upper echelons, your people that get more money in those cultures will tend to have iPhones as a matter of prestige. Now that's important for you to know because um, we're, we're talking mostly about texting here, you know, or eventually we will. But I think when we talk mobile marketing, you have to understand it's the whole experience. It's not just the texting. The texting is super powerful, and that's why it's a topic that we'll talk about. But you have to understand those kind of ideas because there's certain things you can leverage on each platform that's important. So if you're in the U.S., you know, you're going to be thinking about both about equally. And so that's important to know because um, they have email already installed. They have a web browser installed. Uh, they have, probably have a video player app of some sort, but of course the web browser itself handles video play. So all these things are important because you're thinking about how do I want to transmit my message? Because ultimately that's all marketing is, right? Is introducing our message in such a way that we change the frame through which the prospect views the world so that they can now understand why they need to have our product or service. And so it, marketing is much more about consumption than it is delivery. And that's a common mistake people make. They think, well, I'm sending out a million emails. That means I'm getting a million people. Well, no, that's not the case. In fact, most of those million people never even saw your, your subject, much less your email body. Right. So it, remember that marketing is about consumption, not delivery. And that will help you make a lot better choices in your, in your attempts to communicate with prospects. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point because, I mean, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last statistics I was looking at was on average, if you're sending to, you know, uh, um, an email list, 15% of those people never even get the email, whether it goes into the junk mail, spam, promotions tab, whatever it is. So immediately, if you're looking at, say, 100 people, you're down to 85, right? Then depending on your open rate, people that actually open the email to read it, not just immediately delete it or just let it sit and fade away into the inbox, get pushed further and further down. Sure. You might have 30 or 40% if you're doing fairly, fairly well on an, on an industry average of getting them to open. Now, well, that's 30 or 40 that maybe see your subject line. Uh, that, that's what I think is actually probably more accurate based on numbers I've seen. Do you, do you disagree or have you seen numbers that tell you differently? No, no, I agree with you. So very quickly, if we're using this simple example of 100 people, you go down to 85 and then I'm not going to do the math, so don't hold me to it, anyone who's pulling out a calculator. But we're like 30 or 40 people that might see your subject line. Right, yeah. So now you're down from 100 people down to 40 people. And then if they actually read the email, your click-through rate could could drop even significantly down to – you might get half of the people, depending on how targeted you are, too. So right. that brings up another important uh, concept I lay out in my book, the messaging connection, which is attention currency. And most marketers aren't thinking about this, and they need to, which is you carry an attention balance with every contact in your database. And depending on what value they perceive they get from your communication, depends on if you're making a deposit or withdrawal every time you attempt to communicate with them. Okay. So let's, I'll use an example right out of my inbox. I, I get emails from Ryan Dice. Ryan Dice is a brilliant dude, but I would say I read one in 30 of the emails he sends me. He sends me a ton. And the more he sends me, the less likely I am to look at any of them, the more likely I am to consider putting on a filter or just to, you know, doing a mental deletion and just ignoring them altogether. So it's important for people to realize 
Now, if I actually got an email, I might find some value, but you have to understand that's how people operate. It's not what we want it to be. It's what it is that's important. And what it is is that many people, they, they make judgments about the value of our communication based off of their last experience. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, if I can add to that, yeah, I usually talk to clients and I say, Hey, look, if you're getting, let's just say, for example, you get a phone call and every time you answer the phone call from a specific person, let's say it's like that distant relative, right? Sure. And every time they call, they're just asking for something. Can I borrow this? Can I borrow money? Can you help me move? Whatever it is, you're going to be conditioned because you know, every time they call, they're asking for something. They're actually not giving you any value that pretty soon and it's not going to take that long to the point that you're going to let it go to voicemail. You're going to ignore that, right? That's on the positive side. The negative side, they may even block, you might even decide to block their number. <laughs> the yeah. guy's always asking, I'm just going to block it. I'm not even going to worry about having it ring. You know, yeah, and so people do, right? And, and that's, that's a great point is that you have to drive value for your, your touch points, your communications. If you're not driving value and you're always asking for the sale, then people are going to get conditioned that they may not unsubscribe, but they're going to completely go cold on you. They're, they're yeah. not going to open your emails. They're not going to click through anything. You could have the world's best solution for them, but they've tuned you out, you know, four or five emails uh, so earlier. You bring up something really important, which is that people have a certain um, tolerance for email that they don't have in other mediums. And, and this is an important thing to remember when you're starting to think, okay, Texting actually sounds very interesting. I know I see all my text messages. In fact, I read most of them. Boy, maybe that could be the solution to my problem. They bring all their email baggage into that. And what's tolerated in email is not tolerated in text messaging. That's really important for people to understand. Um, Email had its beginning at a governmental and the corporate level, right? And then eventually people started getting email addresses. But it really started as a intergovernmental communication medium and then an inter-corporate communication medium and then became a general medium. And because of that, there's a certain tolerance for emails that is not existent in a more intimate form of communication, which is texting, right? Texting is extremely intimate. Um, it is and should always be thought of as person-to-person communication. Even though we're going to be doing communication from a business, quote-unquote, to an individual, you really got to think about the fact that this medium was born as a person-to-person communication. So it's very different in its nature from email. So if you bring all your email rules and the way that you approach email into texting, you're not only going to fail miserably, you're going to accelerate the demise of your reputation in the marketplace. Let's, let's talk about that for a second, because that's a, sure. a really good point. And for people that are listening that are maybe new to, you know, mobile-based text messaging um, for their business, or they've, you know, dabbled in it a little bit, but they haven't quite figured out, like, how they should do that. So tell me if I'm wrong, and then let's, let's kind of open this up here. So in a typical format of, like, an email marketing campaign, you might send, hey, here's an email, and then wait a day or two, and then send another email and another email, and you kind of follow some rhythm until, like, you're, you're done sending the, that series of emails, right? Yeah. But if you were to translate that kind of strategy, and this is what you're alluding to, is if you translate that strategy over to text messages, 
you're likely going to get a very negative response very quickly. Am I not mistaken? Yeah. Yeah. See, because think about how most marketers write emails. They write them as talking at devices, right? Here, let me send you a link to go watch this video. I'm trying to add value. Or, hey, click here to go buy something. Or click here to go listen to this video, which in I'm going to invite you to buy something. That's how we think typically when we think about email campaigns. Um, even if I'm delivering content, I'm always speaking at, there's rarely a situation in a marketing automation campaign where somebody is saying, hey, reply and let me know what you think. Or, you know, what's your current situation? Do you have any needs? Or, you know, we're not investigating or trying to start a conversation with email in marketing automation campaigns generally. It's usually talk at somebody. And so that's just... From an email perspective, that's a bad pers- a bad idea, but it's tolerated, right? And it has some level of success, so then people continue to do it. But when it comes to, to actually making money and making sales, all sales happen in conversation, all sales. Now, that may be a conversation with your copy or with your video, but those kind of sales are the baseline sales that keep you in business. The sales that actually make you profit are sales that happen person to person. And so really what we want to do with our marketing is one, yes, we do want to educate, but the, the primary thing we want to do is start conversations. We are trying to gauge where is a person, what's holding them back, what's going to allow them to open up and start having a conversation with a member of our team that can then transition into a sales conversation, ultimately a sale. I would say arguably one of the biggest challenges for people that haven't mastered um, this form of communication yet they're, they're looking at their business, they're looking at their marketing, they understand what you're saying, and they're saying, well, I don't know what I should talk about. Like, why would I text someone and what might I say to them if I'm not trying to drive them to buy something? So I'm sure good. you've got a, a couple really good use cases of how you can yeah. integrate this into any, any business marketing matrix. But so when I'm thinking of marketing, I'm principally thinking of warm marketing, which means it's initiated by some sort of contact from the outside world, right? Advertising is what gets people to raise hand. But once someone has raised their hand, marketing is then what starts working on them. So in the marketing context, someone's raised their hand, they've expressed some interest in something, right? Whatever our advertising is should have set the tone or the context for our marketing. If that's not the case, then we need to rethink, you know, how are we advertising? But advertising ought to get the right person raising their hand for a specific context. In that context, we should be fairly familiar with the permutations that are available for that path, meaning, okay, they said I'm interested in buying a car. Well, there's only a few different routes they can go down there, right? Do they need a trade-in? Are they concerned about gas mileage? What, you know, there's, there's these different questions that we know from selling in our own business that are the questions people are going to ask, the concerns they're going to have. So the, the most natural thing to do in texting is to say, okay, if a person, let's say a person, I've sent an email, you'll notice I'm not anti-email, I'm just email in its place. And we'll get back to marketing rule number 19, which I think is critical for people to understand. But okay, we've got this scenario. Someone's raised their hand and said, I'm interested in buying a car. They've taken a couple of steps of interacting maybe with our email and they haven't bought yet. That's the perfect place to ask a question. Hey, I noticed that you got my video on how to evaluate the best car to buy in the market today. Did you have any questions on what you saw? That's a really natural thing you would do if you were just interacting with the person live, right? So if you're sitting over their shoulder and you say, hey, watch this video real quick, and then to watch the video, what would you say after they're done watching your video? 
or if you sent them a PDF report, let's say when they raised their hand, they, they requested a PDF report, what would be a natural thing you would say if you were sitting with the person? It would be like, hey, did you have any questions about the report? Well, that implies that they've already read it, right? Which can kind of guilt them sometimes into actually taking that action of doing what they said they wanted to do. But it may just be enough to spur them to say, you know, actually, I didn't read the report yet, but I was wondering, and then they asked their question. And for most people, it's one question or concern that separates them from making a buying decision. And so that's all we're really looking for. How do we get them to open up? And so that's, if, if, if you're a business owner, you're thinking, oh, shoot, what should I say? That's the process you go through. What got them to raise their hand in the first place? And then what's a natural question I would ask after giving them the thing that they asked for? You know, whether it's a video, a PDF, an assessment, whatever the case may be. That's a great point. And so for people to understand, if you're getting, if you're gathering, let's say, if you're gathering cell phone numbers, Mm -hmm. you just don't start randomly texting people in your marketing campaign, right? They're, they have to understand that they're, they're permitting you to, to text them, right? It's not just, hey, I'm going to add, right. this is great. I'm going to add them in. They're going to start getting text messages. So in the U.S. Um, in particular, there's kind of this, there's a, a rule. It kind of comes out of the derivation out of, derivation out of the, um, the rules that surround short codes. But it basically is saying you've got to have explicit permission to be able to text somebody. So that means either in on a form they've given a checkbox that said, yes, text me, or they've texted into you first. I prefer the keyword option because it's more natural, right? It doesn't have kind of this legal binding contract feel that, you know, checking a checkbox has. And it can be more natural. So when I do um, – and let's give, go to marketing rule number 19 because you, you've alluded to it. I'm going to give it explicitly so people can understand. Sure. And marketing rule number 19 says, before you decide how to lead capture, know how you're going to sell. And so many businesses, and not just small you know, solopreneurs, but large businesses make this mistake. They don't consider how they want to sell when they lead capture. And you've got to do that. So if I know I want to involve the phone, in this case we're talking about texting, but even calls, Right into um, my sales process, or maybe I wanna do reliable remarketing, right? I wanna use Facebook remarketing or Google remarketing or something like that. Well, email addresses are terrible for remarketing. Um, I could do a website visit, but if I'm gathering information, the cell phone number actually matches almost at like 80 or 90% for most of these other services where we do remarketing. So we'll definitely want the cell phone number for that, but I want it for texting, I want it for calling, but it's not enough just to gather the number. I need, I, I know that I want to actually engage them in texting. So I've got to think, how do I get them to open the door psychologically to texting? So there's like a legal level and then there's the psychological level. The legal level really doesn't matter much because how many times have you told somebody that they could email you or call you or text you and you never answered, never consumed? That happens all the time, right? Because yeah. someone got legal permission, but they didn't get psychological permission. And psychological permission is a step above legal permission. And this is where people get into legal trouble in the first place. Because how many times have you received an email? You're like, I don't remember subscribing for this. Unsubscribe, junk. I didn't ask for this. And now you've kind of hurt their reputation a little bit, but you don't remember even asking for it because they didn't get engaged psychologically. So marketing rule number 19 says we've got to know how we're going to sell before we decide how to lead capture. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to open psychological doors so that people are not only okay with, but expect that we're going to communicate through different mediums, right? So the way that I opened up the door for texting the easiest is I'll use a keyword and a phone number. 
And what I'll do is I'll use some, sort of like a little bot, right, to collect some basic contact information. And then I ask what I call a conversation starter, which is sort of like what we were just talking about, right, that we could put into our campaign right next to our emails is this conversation starter to ask a question that's relevant to the context. But I'm going to actually put it in the lead capture mechanism. So my first thing is I'll do a keyword. I'll give you an example. In fact, this is an example you probably were going to ask me to share a little bit later. But I wrote this book, The Messaging Connection, and I know a lot of people, they could go on Amazon, they could buy it, they could learn a lot of stuff, but a lot of people like to listen to it. So I give a free audio version, right? And it's wonderful because you get to hear my voice reading for a couple of hours. Yeah. No, that's great, though. I mean, that, that's very valuable. I, I can't tell you how many people are like, hey, check out this book. This is a great book. And they're like, I don't have time to read books. Is there an audio version of it? So that, this is a great example. So there's my, there's my call to action, right? I'm saying, hey, if you want to learn more about messaging and the right way to do it so that you actually gain relationships instead of alienate yourself from people, then what you want to do is you want to get my audio book and you do get it by texting the word learn, that's a keyword, L-E-A-R-N, right, to 949-835-5300. Now, that's something I can memorize. That's great. That makes it really easy. But what that happens is when the person texts into that, I'll probably ask them for their name and then their email address. That way I can email them something as well. But then I'll give them a link right there to the messaging connection. And then the, the best thing to do at that point, once I've delivered the thing, maybe it's in the text, maybe it's in the email, but in the text on the final step of this little automated conversation, what I do is I ask an open-ended question. So I might ask something like, why did you request the book today? Now, anybody, any business can do that, right? You have your, your call to action, and then you ask, why did you do the call to action? That's a, a simple no-brainer opportunity to open a door for a conversation. And it's not like I'm going to sell them suddenly because I asked the question, but it gives us an opportunity to have a conversation and see, is there something that they need that's, you know, that I can actually help them with? And that's, you know, that the root of any business is, is there a need that I can fill? And this conversation that I want to start with someone that's just, you know, requested my book is a great way for us to see is, is there anything that I can do for you? Is there any way I can serve you? And that's really what the question is all about. Why did you, you know, why did you request the book today? I love that strategy because uh, that's really identifying one of their primary pain points, right? And if you can identify yeah. a primary pain point, then you can have a more effective marketing strategy and communication strategy. And furthermore, you can segment out your customer base so you know what they're interested in you likely are aware of this and you do this in your marketing that just because someone opts in for something that, you know, you disrupt them on Facebook from looking at cat videos or whatever. <laughs> and sure. all of a sudden you're like, Hey, check out this thing to help you like, you know, do whatever. Right. They click on it. They might be interested in that, but that night might not be priority number one, two or three. It could be priority number seven. Doesn't mean they're still not interested in it, but in the list of things that they want to buy or solve, it might be further down the list. Yeah. Now, that being said, you may have services that can address primary pain point one, two, or three to get them to buy now or very soon versus what they've opted in for. So a lot of people, you know, spray and pray where it's like, well, they opted in for this. Let's assume that they want this and this is the most important thing in their life and they start sending based off of that. Yeah. But without, for what you're saying, without knowing, hey, is this really your primary thing? Because maybe we can help you with some other things too. 
You're just making that assumption and that gets into what I call a death spiral of then you're reevaluating your ad, you're reevaluating your text, your offer, your, your, and all it is, is you didn't bother to ask that next question. You know, what, what is it about this that caught your attention? Let's uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, what I'd love to do is have you talk about how Fix Your Funnel addresses all these things and makes it super easy for people to be able to effectively market using your platform. Does that sound okay? Sounds great. All right. We'll be right back. You're a business owner and you're passionate about what you do. You also know that running a business has its challenges that demand a lot of your time. Then comes marketing, your website, generating leads, follow-up, nurturing, and conversion. That's where Built by Love shines. We are a full-service marketing agency with over 20 years of experience. We've guided hundreds of business owners just like you with our proven process for growing their businesses online. Customized, one-on-one solutions that will get you the results you're looking for. It all begins with a conversation. And we invite you to book a free marketing consultation at builtbylove.agency slash let's talk. We look forward to being your guide to even more success. Welcome back to the Business Power Hour. This is Daniel Bushes. I've got my guest, Ryan Chapman, the CEO of Fix Your Funnel and Yeti Text. It's a mobile-based platform that allows for text messaging, bots, a lot of other great things. If you've been listening in, you've been hearing a lot of great strategies on how to implement mobile marketing or text marketing into your your business strategy. So Ryan, where we left off before the break, you were talking about strategies and, and, you know, the proper format of understanding how to use text in your marketing. But one of the things that we haven't covered, which is really the power of your platforms, excuse me, is how can they use your platform to, to engage and start implementing these strategies that we've previously talked about? Yeah, well, we are a software company, but we kind of operate a little bit differently in that um, every new person that starts using Fix Your Funnel or, or Yeti Text, uh, we do a a call with them if they're, they want it. Some people don't because the system's so intuitive. They just, they go set up a keyword conversation and start using it like I did with my book, right? That's easy to do. Right. Um, it's applying tags into the marketing automation system so they can start, you know, sending emails, you know, campaign or drop them into a sequence or even a sales process, whatever. That's easy. Then they go and they create some um, campaign messages, you know, messages that are going to go in the campaign. So they write up a text message, get a URL, drop that into, you know, the automation flow or whatever they're doing. So that, that stuff's really easy. But we also offer a call with them just to say, hey, what is it are you trying to accomplish? And then we'll walk you through how to do all that stuff. And the reason why is because um, I know nobody wants software. <laughs> you know, I'm in the software business, but I know nobody wants software. You know, what they want is what they expect it to do for them. And the last thing anybody wants to do is learn new software, right? Right. So we're like, let us make it so you don't have to learn new software. Let us help you just get to the outcome you're after. So we operate a little bit differently in that way. You can do it through chat or, a, you know, a screen share or a phone call or whatever. We don't, we don't care. Whatever works for you. But that's what we try and do with, um, with people so that they don't have to learn. I, you know, the last thing 
I want is to learn a whole bunch of new stuff that isn't inside of my core competency and the thing that I do for my customers. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Just why, you know, and I see business owners get caught and excited by the marketing automation thing and they drop everything else. You know what I mean? They're so excited about what marketing automation can do that they stop doing their business and they start doing marketing automation. I'm like, wait, 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 you have a business, run that business. Let us just help facilitate those things that you need because for a lot of this stuff, you just set it up once and then you just benefit from it indefinitely. You know what I mean? You know yeah. how long ago I set up that learn keyword with our 949-835-5300 number? Like uh, six or seven months ago when I published the book, right? And then since then, have I had to touch it? No. You know, I went and set up some automation. So maybe I put invested a whole hour into setting up the automation and, and the setup of that thing. And now I just use it, right? I don't have to worry about it. So why did I need to spend hours and hours learning how to do that? Better off to have the company just walk me through how to do those things so I can just do them real quickly, get the setup I want and go away. And that's kind of how we, we do things at Fix Your Funnel and Yeti Text. Well, so we're like, well, why do you got to learn all the features? Just tell us what you want to do and we'll, we already know all the features. We'll figure it out for you. Yeah. So one of the things you've talked about and, you know, full disclosure, I, I use your product in my own business. I love it. Uh, and we, we suggest to use it for all of our clients. Um, but when you do a webinar or even if you're doing a presentation at a live stage or you're doing a training sure. with, you know, people that are coming in, you can do the keyword where you can have it on a presentation slide and say, Oh, by the way, if you like this presentation and you want the, you want the notes, uh, go ahead. You can text this number, use this keyword, and I'll go ahead and I'll automatically send you everything. And so that's built right in with Fix Your Funnel. But the cool thing is, is that you guys have the capability that when they text the keyword to the phone number, that you can have what you guys call bot, right? A messaging bot or a conversation. We call them automated conversations because we were doing it before bots was a popular term. But yeah, it's like a bot. Yeah. And so cover that real briefly so someone can understand. So, you know, say I'm doing a webinar. I've already got their email address because they've come in online, but I don't have their phone number. And I know that in order to sell them that we have to have a conversation, right? Yeah. We put, we use the keyword, they text in, we deliver what we promise. And then we can, we can also gather some more information right from that, that communication via text. So explain a little bit about how that might work. So how that works is, you, you know, you, you've used marketing rule number 19. You've thought about how you want to sell. So what information do I need, you know, during the lead capture process? And so what I'll do is I'll just do a checklist. Okay, I like their name because I like the personalized stuff. You're probably the same way. I like their email address because I want a secondary uh, method of communication. Well, that's appropriate for maybe sending some PDF links and some stuff that maybe they'll consume at a later time. They want to be able to find that. Okay, that's cool. I'll do all that. And maybe they want to do it on their computer or their, their phone. Okay, email's great for that. So I'll do that. Um, and I want the cell phone number, of course, but I'm going to get that when they text the keywords. So I don't really have to think about that too much. So it's kind of, I, that's the process that I, I take someone through is think about what information do you need to gather? Well, maybe you want to gather some more specifics about their company. So, okay. Um, some of that information would probably be easier to do just through a survey where they tap some buttons. Great. Fix Your Funnel has mobile surveys. Super easy. They tap something, it applies the tag in the, in the CRM. Well, that's not hard. Okay, that's great. 
Um, okay, that's the data I want. I want to ask about three or four questions. I want to get their name and their email address. And so now I've got my journey that I want to put the person through, right? And so I'll say, okay, what's a keyword that tells me context about where the person saw it and what they're interested in? I'm going to choose a keyword. I'm going to choose a keyword that's simple to spell. I don't want autocorrect getting involved and messing things up. And I don't want them to think they have to be a, a spelling bee champion to get the keyword entered. So something maybe between three and six letters long, right? Learn five. So it's a little bit on the long side, but it's a word we've all heard before and it's pretty easy to spell. Um, okay. So that I've got my keyword. Now I want to get the name first because I don't want them to abandon too early. I want to go two to three steps max because two to three steps is enough where They've had some engagement, so they realize, oh, I can text this company. Now, if you just text one, the keyword, and then you get the thing back, sometimes I'll do that, but that doesn't really open the conversation channel psychologically if we go back to what I said at the beginning. We really want to open up the possibility that they know, hey, I can text this company. So, okay, so I'll do a name before email because I want them to give me the email because usually they're expecting I'm going to deliver stuff via email. If I haven't asked for email, then they know they got to continue on. So I'll ask for the name first. And in our software, I'll say, okay, when they text in their name, I want to put the name in the first and name field. If they just give me the first name, put it in the first name field. If they give me first and last, put it in the first and last name fields of the contact record in my CRM. Great. And you can even respond back because like I, I know we use your system and one of the things we do is once they text the keyword in, the first question we ask is what's their name, right? And when they yep. respond with say, my name is John, you know, right. We add personality to it. The text conversation automatically replies back and says, hey, John, that's a great name. You know, what's the best email address to use to send you this, this valuable PDF? And yeah. so we're adding personality to it and addressing them by their name. So you can do all of these things. If you have their information, you guys have the ability to have merge fields to bring in that user data, right? Exactly. And I like to assume when I'm doing a lead capture type thing that I don't have any of that data. So I'll only merge in what I've already ca captured. So you captured first name. So you knew the next message after that, you could use it because it's for sure there. And so that's the way that I like to do it as well. So then you ask, okay, John, what is your best email address? And they respond with that. And at that point, the, the system will send back a reply that you get to type up. And then that reply, you can say, fantastic, John. I've got everything I need. I'm going to send you my slides using the slide example, right? I'm going to send you my slides. By the way, what is it that impacted you most during my presentation? Okay, so that's for the speakers you know, on the stage, given the slides. Now, why did I ask the question in the last text of this automated conversation? Because I want to start a conversation, right? I want to learn more about what they need. And that's a fantastic way to open that door psychologically. So now let's say they don't respond to the question, right? I asked the question, they don't respond. They just, they were so excited. They went to their email inbox, they got lost, they didn't come back. Well, let's say three or four days from now, I want to send them a text message and just say, hey, it's been a few days. You know, have you had time to think about the presentation? Was there anything that really stood out to you that you need help with? Now, what's great about that is when they open up that text message on their cell phone, What's going to be above that? Their full conversation. Yeah, so they already know context. Now, what happens if you send an email three or four days later? What it, what's the email look like in that? In, is it like in a, a conversation or is it isolated? Right, yeah, it's isolated. So now you're 
making their brain do extra work to figure out how they. Yeah. They're like, well, how do I know this? Who's this person again? And that's the other great thing about texting is it, it, it's the way it's built is going to help you so much to leverage that. Now let's say in the first text, when they text in the keyword, you said, um, like I said, Hey, this is Ryan. So excited that you texted in. What's your best, uh, what's your name? Right. By saying, hey, this is Ryan, what happens is I leverage artificial intelligence in the smartphone. So now anytime I call or I text, even if they don't have my contact information on their phone, it'll say maybe Ryan. Right, right. So that's something really cool about this whole texting medium is it really gets leveraged by the artificial intelligence built into these smartphones to give you even more opportunity to be recognized so that you'll, your message will be consumed so that you can actually add value and garner more attention from them until eventually they make a buying decision and become a customer. I mean, we could spend all day talking about the power that you guys have. Unfortunately, we don't have that time. We don't. I briefly want to cover a couple things because the ability of what you guys can do is not just text-based with just being literally like text-written responses and communications. You can embed... Uh, send a link for a video, right? So you could mm-hmm. you could say, hey, Ryan, um, I shot this little video to, to give you another tip from the webinar that you watched. You can have a bunch of different things that you guys can integrate in. So it's not just a textual. Um, yeah, you know, well, let's, let's explore that route right there because I think that's an important one a lot of people use. A lot of people use video these days to, to you know, deliver content. So let's say we send the text message and it's got the link. That link is going to be unique to that contact. So when they tap on that link to go watch the video, we're going to be able to track that. That's what we call our trackable link feature. Now they get on the page with your video. And if you use our video tracking feature, you can track how much of the video they watch. So let's say it's a five minute video and at minute four, you invite them to take a next step, right? Well, you want to know in your marketing automation software, did they get to minute four? And with our video tracking integrated into the texting scheme, what's going to happen is when they get to minute four, it's going to apply a tag back into the, the contact record, which then can be used to trigger automation. And then now we can have a different conversation. So whereas before we might have said, hey, what did you think about the video? Now that we've gotten to the point where we know that they saw our call to action, you're going to say, hey, I noticed you hadn't set an appointment yet because maybe that's what our call to action was in the video, right? I noticed you hadn't set an appointment yet. Was there anything holding you back? And this information could be used if someone has a sales rep or whether they're doing sales themselves, right? Mm -hmm. A high-end coach or even like a a company with a sales team, that information can go over to the sales rep and then the sales rep could follow up. Exactly. So that's just to incorporate a couple of these things that we've talked about. I've seen it double sales for companies. And is that like, well, how come they couldn't make the sales before? It's because they were fighting an uphill battle trying to make email do things that it can't do. You know what I mean? Right. So just layering in this texting layer and doing it properly. And that's why I really encourage people to get the book. Like I said, you can go on Amazon, you can go buy the messaging connection and you know, I'll never know who you are or whatever. You can text them. You already know I've, I've shown all my cards. You know exactly how the texting works. You can text learn to 949-835-5300 and get the audio version for free. But if you get that and you learn the rules of mobile marketing and the rules in particular of texting, now when you go and apply that layer into your already existing email campaign, and your emails may be super effective. You may be making millions of dollars. Like the companies that will double their sales, they aren't companies that are doing 50000 a year. 
the companies that are doing four or five million a year. The reason we can double sales is because so many people stop making a buying decision because they have one question that gets in the way and there's not a super effective way that many companies have to open the door to let that person safely express what they want. So many companies, if they don't do email, they're going straight for the phone call and nobody answers phone calls anymore. Have you noticed this, Daniel? Oh my God, the robo calls are insane. So (laughs) I don't answer them. You don't answer them. Nobody answers them. The reason why isn't because they're not interested in talking to the salesperson. It's because they don't know who it's from. And that's the beautiful part about texting. Texting allows you without having to get permission to start communicating, so to speak. Because like if I call and you don't answer, then you never get to know who it is. But I can send you a text if I've opened that door psychologically and legally, right? I can send you a text to say, hey, this is Ryan. Um, I wanted to call you about XYZ. And then... Now I make the call. Guess what happens? You answer because you're like, oh, well, I wanted to talk to Ryan about X, Y, Z. This is perfect. Or you say, you know what? I'm busy. I'm recording a podcast with Ryan Chapman right now. Can we talk later? Right? But that, that, and now all of a sudden now we've doubled sales. How did that happen? We just start communicating with people better. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is this, is if you're calling and you leave a voicemail, you're not going to be able to provide a lot of value, right? I mean, no one's going to listen to a five-minute voicemail, right? So no, it's, no. what are you going to say? Hey, this is Bob with XYZ Company. I wanted to touch base, see if you have any questions. Please give me a call back, right? It, there's no value there, and, and they have no idea, you know, what they're going to get out of that phone call. But, now, you can't flip that. You know, a lot of people don't think this way. You, did, you thought just the way that a lot of people do, which is, oh, okay, I'm calling. They have to call me back. Why couldn't you just say, hey, this is Ryan, right? i just was calling to talk about this specific subject. Go ahead and text me. When's a good time to to talk? Oh, well, I'm more likely to get that action to happen than asking people to call, right? For sure. And the other thing you could do too, is if you want to reach out, you can also send a text and it can have a link to a video or a PDF or it can have even more effective, right? Than calling. Yes, exactly. And then what you could do is you can follow up with a text message to say, Hey, Ryan, did you find value in the video I sent over? I I thought that little two-minute video would be helpful for you. Exactly. And see, the thing is, all of those options are not on the table until you open the door. So you really just got to start thinking, how do I start opening the door so people can text? So if there's any sales situation you find yourself in where you're struggling to figure out, well, how do I open the door for texting? Well, first, text and get my book and then answer the, you know, text us and say, hey, I've got questions about that. We'll help you. Daniel also is trained in all of this. So if you know Daniel and you're working with Daniel, then, you know, by all means, contact Daniel. Yeah, I know you have parameters on who you work with and they're fairly strict and rigid. But, you know, if people call you, they can find out, you know, how to structure their business. So they can start taking advantage of this as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I love the fact that you guys work with, you know, Active Campaign, HubSpot, Infusionsoft, Keep, like basically all the CRMs, at least in my, in my uh, opinion, are important for different stages of businesses. You guys integrate. So it's a platform that really will address mostly everybody's needs. Now, you talked about your book. We've talked about, you know, texting and, and strategies and the way to implement that into someone's marketing mix. But how can they learn more about you? And I know you said the book and I'm sure you're going to give that information one more time, but if they're like, Hey, this is great. How do I find Yeti text or how do I find fix your funnel? Can you give them information so they know where to go at the end of this podcast? Yeah. You, you can always go to fixyourfunnel.com or yeti text.com. 
those and are easy. Just for so, people, yeah. for since this is a podcast, Yeti, that's Y-E-T-I text.com, right? Yep, yep. And it's Fix Your Funnel, F-U-N-N-E-L, not funeral or any of the other things people always <laughs> I'm not really great at the naming thing, so you know I stay focused on the marketing stuff. For sure. So yetitex.com or fixyourfunnel.com is where they can go. And um, do you guys offer a trial? I know you mentioned yeah. that um, they can have a free conversation to, to learn how to use the software, right? So we, yeah, you can do a demo. You can do a call. We do a one dollar trial where we actually I, I call it a negative nineteen dollar trial because we'll give you twenty dollars in credits to start testing out the texting and playing with it and getting a feel for it so that you don't really have, you know, got a dollar out as you're trying to figure out, okay, how does this work? Is this right for me? And the reason we do stuff like that is because we really only be, want to be working with people who want to use it effectively to grow their business. And I don't want people risking a bunch of money to figure out if it's for them or not. If they'll try it out, if they'll ask us, you know, can you help me? Here's what I'm trying to accomplish. We're just here to do it. We don't charge a whole lot for that kind of stuff because it's free. <laughs> We're, we just want to help you be successful because we figure the best way for us to keep you around long term is to help you make money. If you're making money, why would you turn it off? Yeah, I, I love that model. And that's why we refer you guys all the time. And that's also why I've asked you on the podcast because not only do you have an amazing product, but some software trials, it's like, oh, okay, well, you can kind of there do get in there and mess with it and try to figure it out on your own, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, but if you actually want to really give it a road test, then you have to upgrade to the paid version. You guys are actually giving them an account balance that they could set it up, talk to someone on your team to actually make sure it's functional to do what they want to do. And then they could actually immediately start using that in their marketing because you're giving them $19 worth of text messaging that they can do. And at that juncture, then they've obviously seen the value in it. Then they can, yeah. they can put more money into the balance for, for a future text. If you listen to this podcast, if you go and you get my free book by texting learn to, you know, 949-835-5300, you listen to that. And then you, you start the dollar trial, get a call with us so we can just really connect the dots for you on all the things that you're learning about that you want to do. You should make money before you even have to spend any more than a buck with us. If you haven't made enough money to pay it off, you probably shouldn't even go forward because we got a, a, a deeper problem in the business model. I mean, that's how good it is and how quickly it can be working for you. We really want it to be where you can be so successful that it's like this is the biggest no-brainer in the history of mankind. I wish I only would have done one thing differently and I had to start sooner. I love it. I love it. Ryan, being the CEO, I know you're super busy in your software businesses. So I want to thank you for coming on. I appreciate your time and I'm looking forward to see what you guys are doing in the future with Fix Your Funnel and Yeti Text. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much, Dan. All right. Take care.